Hello and welcome to today's Bible broadcast episode. We're so thankful that you've taken time to join us today. As we continue here in our study of the book of Mark, we'll be looking at Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28 today. So I encourage you to grab your Bible and follow along. As we read through these verses, we'll be making up uh, we will be making some comments as we continue through, and uh, that will take up our time for today. Notice here, first of all, here in verse number 21, And they went into Capernaum, and straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. We see here in verse 21, uh, that word Capernaum there, that is a city on the northern shore of Galilee, and this would be uh, where Jesus' uh, hub of ministry would be. This is where Jesus uh, would have his home base in his earthly ministry. And then also here at the end of verse 21, we see that Jesus entered into the synagogue and taught. So he is here in the synagogue in Capernaum, and he stands up, and we see an aspect of his ministry in his ministry of teaching, and what a teacher that Jesus was. And we see that here emphasized in verse 22, where it says, And they were astonished. They were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. Notice here in verse 22 that the people that heard Jesus teach were astonished. In our terms today, we would say that their jaws hit the floor. Now, I cannot imagine being in the room when Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, God the Son, stood up and started to teach, thus saith the Lord. I mean, when we read the Bible, and how much it can affect us, and how it goes deep into our souls, and and how it can change our lives, and how it can teach us what is right, what is wrong, how to get it right, and how to keep it right, according to 2 Timothy. What power Jesus Christ, as he stood and taught his own word, I can't imagine how powerful it was, And, and they were rightly astonished. They were astonished at his teachings, And it's amazing here that we see that Jesus taught, these people took note of his authority. Jesus had authority in his teaching. And notice that last phrase, and not as the scribes. The scribes were those that were were copiers of the law. They would uh, would have copied the Old Testament law. They would have copied the Old Testament writings. And of course, the scribes and the Pharisees, they were ones... That, that would have taught in the synagogues. The priest as well, they would have taught. And uh, at this point in Jesus' life and in, throughout history, the, the Pharisees would have added things to the law, added their own traditions, and would have tried to burden down the Jewish people with their own traditions and their own ideas of things. But Jesus came and taught with authority. And the scribes did not have the authority that Jesus had. And when I stand in a pulpit and preach God's word, I don't preach from my own authority. I have no authority over anybody's life, but I'm thankful that I have a Bible that has the authority. And God says to preach the word. See, when I preach, if I preach my own opinions and I preach my own traditions and I preach my own ideas, that will not change anybody's life. It may make them look the way that I want them to look, but when I point them to Jesus's word, when I point them to the word of God and they find, whoa, this has authority. We notice here in verse 22 that they were astonished at Jesus's doctrine. 
Notice in verse 23, And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. Now, I want you to get the picture of this. Jesus is there teaching in the temple, in the synagogue, rather. We see Jesus is teaching. He is preaching. They are astonished at his doctrine. And somewhere in the back, a man stands up and starts speaking and says to let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Now, the Bible describes this man as having an unclean spirit. That that was a demon. Many demons, in fact. Notice where he says, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? There were many demons that were possessing this man. And we see here, uh, they give this phrase, they're speaking through him, and they say this phrase, what have we to do with thee? This shows us that the demons recognized that Jesus and Satan had two different agendas. You see, Jesus came to set people free while Satan sought and still seeks to enslave people, enslave them, enslave them to sin. Satan considers it an infringement on his right when God frees a sinner and from bondage and destroys his, that's Satan's, influence over the soul. See, these demons and Satan, they are have a different agenda than the Son of God has. And as Jesus was teaching, and as these people were astonished at his doctrine, I can just imagine that Jesus would have said, and I have come to give you life and to give it more abundantly. And these demons, oh, they didn't like it. They jumped up. They had to, they jumped into this man and they jumped up and had him and spoke through him. And we see there what they were speaking. They said, what have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Now, remember uh, when Jesus called a disciple and Nathaniel came and he said, can any good thing come from Nazareth? You see, Nazareth, it was a kind of a derogatory term. And so the the, the demons here are really, in a way, being derogatory towards Jesus. But now later, uh, Jesus of Nazareth, that title would be used as an, as an identification of his humanity. Then notice here, they say, I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. You see, the devils believe in God. The devil is smart enough not to be an atheist. The Bible says that the demons believe and tremble. The demons believe that there is a God. I want you to notice this title, Holy One. It's used in Psalm 1610, where it says that thou wilt not suffer thine holy one to see corruption. This is a reference, a title to the Son of God, to to Jesus being God. We see his humanity and his deity in this verse. Then we come to verse 25 and 26, and they say, And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. Jesus has power over the devil. You see, Satan may have some power, but God, he has all power. Friend, I don't know what Satan is trying to tempt you with in this life. I don't know what Satan is trying to to do and and trying to distract you from serving the Lord or, or how he's trying to convince you that it's not worth it to continue serving God. Can I tell you that the same Jesus that rebuked this, this devil and rebuked him and called him out and had power over this devil is the same Jesus that you and I serve. Whenever someone, whenever Satan comes telling you about your past, just remind Satan of his future. 
Satan's future is that he will be trodden down under the foot of Jesus Christ. And we know that one day he will be uh, sent to an eternity in the lake of fire where he will never be free to roam this earth again. And I praise the Lord for that day. Notice verse 27, and they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves saying, what thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. You see, Jesus, the, these, these Jewish people, they looked at Jesus and they said, man, he's not just speaking, but he's backing it up. He's doing wonderful signs and miracles. Jesus used these miracles and these signs to back up what he was preaching. And, and, and praise the Lord today, we don't need a sign. We don't need a miracle because we have God's word that we can read. This is all the evidence that we need. And we don't need the signs. We don't need the wonders anymore. The Bible says that the Jews required a sign because the Jewish people were unbelieving. And when Jesus came, he affirmed his message. He proved it, for lack of a better term, by his uh, use of miracles. And we see today that we have the word of God, that we have the authority of the word of God, and that we no longer need these miracles because we have our Bibles. Well, today as we've uh, wrapped up, here in Mark chapter number 1, verses 21 through 28, I encourage you to be with us again on Wednesday as we'll be looking at verses 28 through 31. And I encourage you to make your plan to be with us at that time. We pray you have a good day and we look forward to being with you again in the future.